Everybody excited about it. We should be excited every day, like Tanya said, because, you know, it's our opportunity to have God at work in our life and, and us to do what God has us in other people's lives. Amen. And so I think really at this time of year, we have a great privilege because a lot of times hearts are a little bit softer this time of year. You agree with that? A lot of times they are. And I hope that, like she said, you know, when we think about Christmas, I always write Christmas, you know, I don't like Xmas. No, I know. I know who my Savior is. All right. <laughs> Christ. And so with that being said, I want to start out with the message today. It's called The Nudge, okay? And we'll give you a little behind the scenes on that. And we do this all the time, right? How many married folks we got? Y'all know about The Nudge, right? The Nudge. They want your attention. They want you to stop talking. They want you to go leave the party. Whatever it is, they want you to buy the other thing. Whatever it is. Anybody know about The Nudge? The Nudge, right? Yeah. <laughs> all the husbands say, yes, we do, right? And we do the same thing. We do the same thing. They get their look. They get that. But you know what? You just want to get their what? You want to get their attention. Amen? And you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, we throw a few elbows and do a little throat tap and clearing and toe tapping and all these things. You know, because we want to get their attention. But you know what, what I want to share today and what I mean by the nudge is when God is speaking to us through the Holy Spirit, he desires to reveal something to us. To either somebody else or maybe something safety in our life, maybe something for a benefit or somebody else, whatever the case. God wants to nudge us through the, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that leading. And I said, it's, it's, it's one of the, one of those things, whether it's, you know, for you, whether it's for me, whether it's for somebody else, maybe it's for safety, for benefit of others, or, or maybe God just wants to, you experience something like that with that, that little small still voice or the nudge. Amen. So what, regardless of what it is, God's inviting us to be a part of what he's doing. I want you to take a hold of that. God's inviting us to be a part of what he's doing. My scripture, we're starting off, I'm going to do a little bit of reading here, but the scripture today is 1 Corinthians 2.10. If you have your Bibles, please open it up to that uh, spot, 2 Corinthians, I mean 1 Corinthians chapter 2, excuse me, and we're going to do a little reading from that, but this is really where I want to get to in the verse. It says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, the church, right? For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Amen. That's amazing that God would take time to spend time and speak to us, isn't it? No, not really. If you think about it, he loves you that much. That's why he sent his son. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, why would God want to do anything with me? Well, look what he paid for you. He paid the very death of his son, the blood of Jesus Christ, so that he could have that relationship. So let's get the proper thinking about it. God wants to talk to you. God wants to spend time with you. God wants to spend eternity with you. And if you ever doubt that, just look to the cross. But keep looking past the cross because what? He is risen. Amen. We serve a live, living Savior. So with that, I'm going to do a little reading. And uh, you guys follow along. We kind of break this out. All right. We're going to start here. Verse 1. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. And so when I first came to you, dear brothers, now this is Paul speaking to the church at Corinth and just giving you a little background. He was talking about wisdom that we gained from the Lord and, and, and just setting the stage here, right? And he says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words or impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided while I was with you, I would forget everything else except Jesus Christ. If we didn't say anything else right there, we'd be all right, wouldn't we? All right, let's keep on going. The one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen right there. I did this so you would trust, would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. I want you to hear that. What I'm going to share with you today 
It's going to stretch your human, human thoughts, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be right on time with the wisdom of God. You ready for that? Let's keep on going. Yet when I'm among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. Amen. No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God, his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. Thank you, Tim. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined. Can you imagine what God has prepared for those who love him? And here's our scripture again. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Amen. Lord, I just pray as we share today that they see the goodness of your message. I see, pray that they, they see you and you only. And Holy Spirit, just, just lead us in today's message in Jesus' name. When we go back through the scripture, and I was pulling out a few things, I said, I love this. The first thing we see is Paul said he, he was basically keeping the main thing the main thing, wasn't he? See, a lot of times in church and a lot of times in life and everything else, we get everything out of balance. But if you put Christ first, come on now, everything else will fall in line. God can multiply your time. He can multiply your talents. He can multiply all those things. And he can bring peace in the midst of your storm. Do you believe that? Absolutely. Next thing we look at this, he says, he says, I would forget everything else except Jesus Christ. Keeping the main thing, the main thing. And also when I was looking through that, he came humbly and he relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of times I, I used to think this, and most of the time when I talk about humility, the Lord really corrected my thinking about that because when I was younger, I thought being humble meant you were, you know, just, just scared or weak. And that's not it at all. And what the Lord has shown me as I walk with him, being humble is putting God in the proper place, amen? And allowing him, him through his spirit to nudge us and guide us and direct us and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, not on my power, not on your power or the, or the wisdom of the world, but on the wisdom of God, amen? Let's keep on rolling with that. Verse five said this, he said, I did this so you would what? Trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Are you really trusting the power of God today? Amen? I'm going to tell you what, this is amazing. So today I want you to trust in that power, rejoice in the wisdom of God, and rest in knowing our loving God that desires to be the centerpiece of our daily life. God wants to be the centerpiece of our daily life. And by doing this, we can experience some God-sized time, listen, in our everyday life. Did y'all catch that? In everyday life. Everybody doing good? You got your stuff to write down some notes? You got some amen left in you? All right, we're going in. Here we go. So the first point I want to talk about is, is God in our daily life, in your daily life. So I want to ask you this. How active would you say God is in your daily life? I want you to think about that for a minute. Do we really think about God being involved in every aspect of our life? Think about that. You know, we seem to just want to give up, give him pieces of, of what's going on throughout the day, don't we? Just what's left over. How many, if we were really honest, a lot of times we just give God the leftovers. There's days like that. You know, there's days like that. But you know what? We can, we can still, we can rest in knowing and growing in his vastness. When you think about that, God of wonders. Man, created everything. Created the uniqueness of you. How many know you're pretty unique? Amen? That's a nice word to say, is it? <laughs> some, might not, some might not define themselves that way, you know? But that's usually more, they're very unique, yeah. But you know what? You are unique, and God has set you apart for something amazing, something special. 
Everybody has a gift, amen. And I pray, you know, as we study the Word of God and as, as the nudge of the Holy Spirit comes upon you today, that He reveals that to you, what He has for you to do. Right in the place that you're at, or where maybe He's moving you to, or all those things. See, we think, well, God's not going to use me till I get to this point. I don't believe that. I believe God is working in you every day to move you to another point, to another point, to another point. But don't you know you can be effective for God right here, right now, amen? He knows exactly who was coming today. He knew exactly who was going to be here. And he's got a message for you. So let's keep on going. Well, the next thing I was thinking about is how receptive are you to what God is doing at this stage of your life? Are we growing in the Lord? I pray that we are. Every day is an opportunity for growth. You know, I, I said, you know, take a minute and just think about last week. How many times did you seek the Lord's wisdom or insight? Big or little? A couple times here and there? Daily? Or we just, or we just use him for the, for the tough stuff. Every day, we have the opportunity to seek the Lord. Every day that we're breathing. And you know what? We have the opportunity to praise the Lord. We have an opportunity and a mandate to share the Lord. Amen? So I want you to think about that, especially during this holiday season. But guess what? Just like Ms. Tanya said, Christmas should be every day. You know, we think about it for that, 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 that one day or maybe the one week. And then we kind of put it in the back burner and you put all the stuff back down. But I want to tell you, I hope today's message just burns a fire in your heart to continue that God continues with that nudge of the spirit to kindle that fire in your heart so that you share the message of Christ daily. Amen. And not only do you share it, that you experience. And I'm going to tell you this. I've never shared the message of Christ without experiencing the message of Christ. Amen. I mean, I could feel terrible and I start sharing Jesus. Next, you know, man, I'm like, yeah. It's because, you know, God, when we're that conduit and God's working through us, he's doing the mighty work in our life. Amen. And I tell you something else, and you guys, I, I guarantee you that you'll, you'll uh, go along with me on this. Have you ever noticed when you're able to be a blessing to somebody else, right? It takes your mind off your situation. It really does. Because you know what? We say, you know what? Maybe I could be a blessing here. Maybe I could, maybe I could help out over here. I don't know what it is. But, Lord, I, I hope that you tame our hearts this week to the things that you're involved in so that we can come alongside and be a part of that. Amen? So think about this. Where is your prayer life taking you? You say, what do you mean, where is it taking you? Are we growing? Are we spending time in prayer? Right? You know, I don't know a lot about boats and Jimmy and, and Sonny and many of y'all do, but, but I'm pretty sure a boat doesn't necessarily float on course, does it? I mean, it just, it's, if you don't have your anchor down, it's going to drift. Okay? So if we are anchored our hearts and our lives in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, and set our sights on his face, seeking his face. God will lead God and direct us by the Holy Spirit to where we need to be. And he'll bring us home safe. Amen. That doesn't mean we won't have some rough tides. That doesn't mean we don't get a little water and mist on our face. Doesn't mean we don't have to row a little bit sometimes. But I'm promising you this. He'll get you to where you're going. Amen. If you know that your, 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 your uh, salvation is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ, let me hear you say amen. Amen. If you're not sure, you're going to have an opportunity to be sure. Time to leave here today. Amen. So let's keep on going here. Invite God into all you do and watch what happens next. That's, that's, that's my challenge for the week. Challenge for the week. Invite God into all you do and watch what happens next. It's just really amazing uh, to see what God wants to do. And, and I jumped ahead here. I, I want to I read a little something I had in here. Earlier when I was talking about, you know, in prayer and things like that, I said, what I mean by that, are you seeking the Lord for the answer or are you seeking the Lord because he is the answer? 
That's what he was showing me when I was writing this down this week. There's a difference. If you're seeking him for the answer, we tend to miss the intimacy and we walk away with the information. But when we see God as the answer, we experience the close intimacy he desires with us and we receive transformation. Amen. That's what it's about. Transforming us into his son. Amen. Transforming us into that. I said, but you know, don't get me wrong. It's great to get good information. But if you don't have the wisdom to apply it, it doesn't do you much good, does it? God wants to give you that wisdom. He wants to guide you with the information. And, and, and so you make good decisions and I make good decisions, right? I said, but when God is revealing himself to us, we get revelation, transformation, and that is for the ultimate relationship, intimacy with God. Amen. That's it. We have fellowship with our heavenly father. That's amazing. You ever, you ever had a really good friend and something goes down and it's kind of broken communication? That hurts, doesn't it? You know, you just, man, I just, man, I really hate that. But you know what? We can come boldly to the throne of grace where, where the Lord is and he's, and his Holy Spirit lives in us. We can communicate with the creator of the universe, amen? Any time. He's never too busy, amen? Isn't that something? Don't you hate when you really got to tell somebody something? You, you call them on the phone and you get that busy signal. Or it goes to voicemail. Or you stop by the house and you, and, and man, they're not there. You just want, man, I, I got to share something with you. Or there's something on my heart. That doesn't happen with God. He's always available. Isn't that something? How available are you and I when he nudges us? All right. I said, all this right here, I said, it will change your attitude. It will change the way you, you, your work, you, you do your work. It changes your view of your job. Anybody need a different view of their job sometimes? Sometimes it's rough. Sometimes we need to have the eyes of Christ to get through that, you know? But I believe that we don't just have to get through I think once God gets to your heart, he changes your attitude and everything else starts to change. Amen. You know, I, I heard this old story just popped in my mind. I might have shared it with you before. Um, this was just a story I read a long time ago. And there was a lady that had went blind and she was in a nursing home. And they said, you know, Mrs. Such and Such, tomorrow we're going to um, take you to your new room. She said, well, OK. And so they move her in the next day to her new room. And mine, she's, she's blind. And they said, well, what do you think of this? She said, this is just beautiful. And the nurse said, what do you mean? She said, Mary, you can't even see. How do you know it's just beautiful? She said, because I've already made up my mind and my attitude that it would be beautiful. Amen. She had already set the stage in her heart. It's good. You know, did you come here with the stage set in your heart? It's going to be good. I know I did. It's going to be good. You know why? Because he said, we're two or more gathered there. Also is the Lord. Amen. I pray that his presence is so thick on us today that, man, we're just like, what is going on? God, move it in your life, upon your life, and through your life. Amen? Let's keep on rolling, all right? Oh, I did have this nice other thing I want to share here. I said, you know what? I, I, I want to make sure I have this here. I'm not telling you everything's always going to be rosy. I'm not telling you everything's always going to be, oh, man, we got it made and this and everything. Sometimes there's some challenges, amen? Sometimes there's some tough things, right? But he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, right? So your day is always going to be brighter when we let the sun in, S-O-N. Amen. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's at nighttime. When you let the S-O-N, sun in, everything changes. Amen. God is not going to leave you out in the cold. Amen. He's a provider. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at this. I'm going to get to the nudge, right? And like I said, let me clarify what I'm calling the nudge. I'm talking about the prompting and leading the Holy Spirit in our daily lives, Okay. And I got some great scriptures I want to share. You guys can take some notes down. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and un unpack them all here, okay? And we'll just kind of walk through them. There we go. 
Had to kind of make them small to fit them all in there. But you know what? If you need the notes, I'll send them to you. That's good because this is good stuff. So what does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? Here's just a few things, okay? He teaches and reminds us of what we've learned. That's John 14, 26, if you want to reference there. Seeks to testify about Jesus rather than himself, John 15, 26. Convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment, John 16, 8 through 13. He guides us into all truth, glorifies Christ, dwells within every believer, reveals the Lord's plan for us, assures us that we are children of God. You like that insurance right there? That's pretty, pretty, pretty powerful, isn't it? Equips us with spiritual gifts, gives power especially to, for evangelism, intercedes for us, and seals our salvation. And I'm sure there's more if we want to dig into his word. Would that get you started for this morning? Amen? Well, that gets you started just a little bit. So I just wanted to share a few things with you before I launch in to my nudge this week. Would you allow me to share a little bit what God showed me this week? Because I believe it's going to it's going to transform your life and, and encourage you in the Lord. Who can tell me what we talked about last week? Can you tell me? Sometimes it's hard. I have to think about it. I think it was the message was go big. Believe in God. Right. You know, most of the stuff we was talking about are being obedient to God. And when God gives us something to do, we need to do it. And do you remember me saying this? God's got a way of just replaying stuff you say. <laughs> it's amazing. And when I said, you know, is partial obedience really obedience or is it disobedience? Hold on to that. <laughs> well, last week we left here. We did our, our, our deal. Y'all got everybody comfortable? Last week we left here and uh, did a few things. We went out and took Thomas and Alexa to eat. And me, Jesse, and Thomas uh, and Denise went. Got everybody there, all the players there. Just had a little supper. We were heading back. It was an everyday occurrence, just one of those Sunday dinners and stuff. And we're driving back, and I'm driving back down 134 to go back to Bacosan. Denise and Jesse are talking about the school stuff. I'm just driving, and I'm thinking about all the stuff I got to do. It's Sunday. I got to do, do a few things. I got to get ready for the week. Every day. The reason I'm taking so much time to unpack this, I want you to see it's just everyday stuff. And long about when I got down to Wendy's, I got the nudge. The Lord spoke to my heart. He says, I want you to go to the hospital to pray for someone. I didn't say a word to them. I said, okay, Lord. I, I said, you want me to go tomorrow? And the words that I just spoke there, it's like he just played the tape back. Is partial obedience obedience or is it disobedience? I said, I'll go, Lord. The Lord reveals to me room 332. I said, okay. I already knew it was Sintera. Uh, when God speaks to you, sometimes it's just it's big. And he speaks to people different ways. And in this particular case, it just it was like a thought in my heart, and it got bigger. It got bigger. And as I leaned into that, it got clearer and clearer. I never said anything to my family. I'm just driving. And here, I still tried to get in to drive the bus. Now, he already told me to go. And I said, okay. And then he told me the number. And, I, and I, I started to say, well, I don't even know what I was doing. I said, well, I could call the hospital and see who it is, and then we could pray for him. Boy, you talk about some dead silence. That was not what he was talking. And he didn't say anything else. Until I got on with Creek Road, and I said, now, did you say 312, or did you say 332? Nothing. When I said, Lord, I don't care. I'll go to 312. I'll go to 332. I'm going. He said, I'll show you. you. You see this progression? 
Not until. He didn't give me the whole big plan because I'd mess it up. And you'll see as I unpack this story even more. He said, okay. I got home. I never said nothing to the fan. I said, I've got to go get some gas. i got to run an errand. I'll be back. So I'm driving to the hospital. It's about 830 at night. I have no idea what God's got going, but I want to be a part of it. I'm driving, and I'm thinking, and I'm still asking. After I told him I would go to either one, and I would, I said, now is it 312 or is it 332? And, I, and I, right then, I realized I need to just stay out of this and just listen to the Lord. So I called to check on my mom. I called Miss Tanya until I said, hey, look, the sermon's done. I'm going to send it to Tim and everything else. But see, when people know you, they go, what's up? I said, hey, look, I just saw Miss Tanya. I said, do me a favor. I said, I just want you to pray that I hear the Lord well. Okay. What's up? I said, I'll tell you later. She said, okay. I said, just pray that I'm hearing the Lord right. So nobody knows where I'm going. Including me. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best thing. So I get to the hospital. And I'm sitting there and I'm still asking the Lord, is it 312 or is it 332? I said, all right. I do know this much. I know it's got to be on the third floor. I can get that far. I get on the elevator. And I get in the elevator. I said, I don't even know which way to go. I'm getting there. In the time that I go from the first floor to the third floor, you know God doesn't waste any time. Three times the Lord speaks to my heart. He says, James. James, James. Now I'm in this thing. I'm going, I'm going, James, I heard him. I said, I got to go see James. And I know the Lord's going, no. <laughs> Just listen. So I think I could ask who's James. Is it Mr. James? James is first time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just keep on trying to drive. And the Lord's like, nope. And this is what's amazing. They show me later on. The door's open. I said, I don't even know which way to go. He said, go right. I'll show you. He kept telling me in my heart, I'll show you. One of the verses we had last week, seek me. When you seek me with all your heart, what was it? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I was seeking him. I said, Lord, he said, go right. I come out of the elevator. I look to the right. James River Tower. Whoo! And, and the devil said, all of it's James River Tower. I said, York, you lie. York River Tower's over there. James, it's James. And I'm just about like this, right? I'm going, oh man, I know they're going to get ready to put me in a rubber room because I am excited. I'm excited. And, and here's something I'll just throw this in. And I got my motorcycle jacket. I didn't even waste time to change anything. You know, oh, you're going to the hospital. Give me that jacket. I'm going, man. So I got my, my Harley jacket on and, and I'm going through there. And I'm going, okay, okay. And guess what's on that side of James River Tower? 332, baby. 332. Now I'm like, oh, it's 332. I heard him. See, that's I encountered God. I heard what God said, right? And I'm looking. I'm going, okay, 337. I'm going down. I'm, I'm looking like that. The people are going, I don't care. God's talking to me. That's what I desire. That's, that's what I pray for. That's what we pray for, right? And, and, and that door was closed. And the other, uh, 335 was closed and all this. And I get down and guess what was open? 332. Whoo, I come in with my little preacher sneakers. Bah, 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 bah. And two older black gentlemen in there. And here comes Pastor Bud. And I said, how y'all doing? They go, okay. <laughs> okay. And I said, hey, man, my name's Pastor Buddy Chapman. I just come to tell you how much the Lord loves you, and I'm here to pray for you. He said, I know him. I said, I guess you do, because he just told me to pull up 134 to come see you, right? And I start talking to him, and him and his brother was there. This man was 83 years old. His brother was there, 81 years old, right? And boy, did they love the Lord. And guess what? They start sharing with me. 
And he started telling me, he said, you know what? Because, because you were obedient to the voice of the Lord, the Lord's going to show you even greater things. I said, you're preaching my message. That's what I preached that day. I mean, the, the things that they were sharing was like, man, right off the, the scripture that we were sharing that morning. And so the man began to, began to cry. I said, look, listen, I want to pray for you. He said, let's pray. So I started to pray. And when I pray, I said, Lord, what's wrong with him? That's a legitimate question. He said, it's his heart. I said, okay. I'm praying and we're praying and we're amen and everything else. We finish up. And man, we're just having a great time. They're telling me about different things that the Lord has done and all these different things, right? And so I say, so why are you in the hospital? And he, and he pulls his foot up, his, his uh, blanket up, and points to his foot. He says, I went to the doctors because I had problems with diabetes in my foot. And I thought, that ain't why you're here, guys. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is what's going on. I said, no, it's your heart. I didn't tell him that. And he goes, but when I went to the doctors to look at my foot, I told them I had been blacking out, so I'm here because they're checking my heart. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap on that. All right. Oh, but there's more. All right. So, I mean, I am about to pop, man. I am overflowing with Jesus. I said, man, I heard him. I went here. I got to see this. I got to see this. It's all about God. This is not about buddy. Amen. Do you, can you say amen to that? It's about God nudging. I could have just said, I'm going home. I don't think I would have heard another word. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I said, well, when's your, when's your surgery? He said, 11 o'clock tomorrow. Isn't that something? Glad I didn't wait, aren't you? I know I am. So, we talked some more. And his brother's just quoting scripture and everything. And I'm just like this. And he tells me, he says, you know, he said, I was married to my wife for 61 years. I, I lost my wife about five years ago. And he said, my son, he says, since you came in with that motorcycle jacket, I thought about my son. He said, I lost my son six years ago. And my son did all the artwork for one of the uh, uh, motorcycle uh, clubs in Williamsburg. See, even little things like that God's using, right? And he began to cry again. And I said, well, it's going to be all right, my friend. I'm going to check back on you. He grabs my hand. He says, son, I got to tell you something. I said, what's that? He said, I got three daughters. He told me about his daughter. He said, yesterday, my daughter, this is like a day before I came in. He said, my daughter was praying for me. And she called me. And she said, daddy, the Lord's going to send a white man to come pray for you. Come on. Now you tell me, you tell me God's not alive, amen? amen. A day before, she spoke to her dad and said, I, I, I saw the Lord send a man, a white guy. And my buddy said, aren't you glad God doesn't see color? I said, amen. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Throughout that stuff. I want you to see a few things. Everyday life, God's moving. I hope through that story that you see God moving, not buddy, not anything else. I'm telling you, if he'll speak to me, he'll speak to you. Amen. What is he nudging in your life? So when we look back through here, I saw, I said, he teaches and reminds us of what we learned. What did he say? My message was coming back, man. It was, it was like it was volume. It was my voice coming back to me. What I had spoke, the Lord just rewound and said, hey, you know what? Is that what you're preaching? You're going to live by it. Look at this. Seeks to testify about Jesus. Other than, than the Holy Spirit, he's pointing to Jesus. The first thing I said, man, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he said, I know him. I know him. He never questioned. I know him. Look at that. We keep going through convictions of sin and everything else. See, I was thinking, man, I want you to hear this. This was not a particular uh, high-powered, uh, uh, what do I want to say? 
It wasn't like I was feeling real spiritual that day. How about that? My boy's leaving. I got stuff to do. I was just in the real world. And I was like, Lord, you know what? Forgive me. You know, his agenda is what's supposed to be number one. Not my agenda. Amen. Let's keep on rolling through here. He guides us into all truth. That brother was speaking so much of the word, man, I'm thinking I might take a Sunday off and just get him to come because he can handle it. And it was so grateful. See, because look at all the ends of this. I'm thankful because the Lord let me be a part of that. I got to hear the Lord. They were grateful. They said, and the man said, he said, you don't know me. I said, I do now. I said, but God knows you. He said, yes, he does. I talked to somebody said, you, you didn't know who you was going to see? Nope. Glad I did. But I got me a brother in the Lord now, amen? I got me a brother in the Lord now. And so he went through the procedure, and I might be getting ahead of myself here, but I want to talk a little bit of this. And, I, and his brother called me and said, he went through the procedure, and this is going on, but he said he's in a CCU, whatever. He said, he's, he's, they probably won't be able to get up there. I said, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. So I went the next day. I gave him a day to rest. And I went up there, fourth floor. A lot of long faces on the fourth floor. A lot of stuff going on. Great opportunity to lift up people in the Lord. And I saw people, and I saw people, and I saw people. And I've been there before. And I, I do have like a little clergy badge that helps you get into some of the places and things like that. But guess what? When I went to reach for the phone, I said, wow, that door's unlocked. I just kept on walking. <laughs> I walked right on through. And they said, hello, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm looking for Doug. They said, who? I said, Doug Parsons. She said, well, I'll be right back with you. I said, that's right. I'll find myself. <laughs> Went down there. Another doctor said, can I help you? I said, Merry Christmas. She said, Merry Christmas to you. I said, I'm looking for Doug. She said, who's Doug? I said, he's my brother. <laughs> but they were surprised when I got there, weren't they? He's my brother in the Lord. And so she's looking around, and, and she said, well, I'm, I'm on this side over here. And finally, I, said, I told him the name and stuff. She said, oh, yeah, he's down here. I said, I'll be right there. I'm walking. Another lady said, uh, can I help you? I said, no, I'm fine. I just kept on going. She said, visiting now is all, 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 almost over. I said, well, that's all right. I'll be out in a minute. I went on down, pulled the curtain back, and there was my buddy. And I said, hey, how you doing? Just like this? You know what he did? Just right here. He said, oh, I'll jump the gun. I went back the next night, and I went back. I got to tell you this. I went back, and he had another fellow with him. And, and he said, I've been telling everybody our story. When I come around the corner, right, I, I got to rewind. I come around the corner, and he, goes, he was talking, he goes, and there he is again. <laughs> he says, how you doing? <laughs> so then I went back and I went to, to uh, ICU and they went up there. And we talked, and we talked, and we talked, and we shared about the Lord. And I felt so privileged to just sit down with somebody and just talk about things of the Lord. The nurse came in with one of her phones because he wasn't answering his phone. And she says, your daughter from out of town is trying to call you. He said, okay. Hey, baby, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm talking to a friend of mine. I'm okay. Call me later. All right, she'll understand. And he just kept, kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. And he told me a few things while I was there. He said, son, there's a lot of people in this world he said, but it only takes a few people to make a difference in this world. He said, make a difference. Come on. That's a sermon. A, listen to that. So many people rush by people. So many people don't even listen. Anything else. He said, you hear that? I said, yes, sir. I heard that. He said, isn't there something? 
He also told that guy this. <laughs> he was funny. He was just funny. He was sitting there. He said, he was talking to his friend, you know, the, the night before. And I came in and had my motorcycle jacket on and everything else. And he says, uh, there he is. I said, yeah. And he looked and he said, my, my, my daughter says, you must be my guardian angel. I said, no, I'm just your brother of the Lord. I'm trying to be obedient to the Lord. And he looked at his buddy. He said, can you believe this? He said, the Lord does send me a guardian angel that is a redneck motorcycle rider. <laughs> he said, he said, praise the Lord. And it's something I thought, well, thank you. <laughs> but you know, he said, he said, isn't that amazing? It was just amazing. Let's go back through here. The Holy Spirit that I don't want glorify. Hey, we're glorifying God by being obedient to God. We, he dwells within every believer. I want to tell you, if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that his spirit lives in you. And as we turn the volume down on our life and, and, and lean into what God's doing, let me tell you, God will speak to you. Amen. All the time he's working through his word, working through different things. Amen. All right. It reveals the Lord's plan to us. That was not my plan. I was heading home. Man, I know Denise is going to bake some cookies. I mean, I'm ready. But sometimes it's just not our plan. But you know what? Is his plan the best plan? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we look at that. Hey, assures us that we are children of God. The number one thing that the Lord laid on my heart was to encourage that man. To encourage him. Isn't it encouraged? Would you be encouraged? If you were laying in the hospital and some guy said, hey, I was driving by, the Lord said, I need to come pray for you. I want to let you know the Lord loves you. And, and, and by the way, I know it's your heart and I'm going to just pray for you and everything else. And, and I would have been going, what? But you know what? As I walk with the Lord, I go, yes. Tell me some more. Always lining up with the word. Amen. Always lining up with the word. So we look at this. He equips us with special gifts. <laughs> look at it. Gives power, especially for evangelism. Do you know that my buddy told every nurse, every doctor, and I told everybody that would slow down, and even if they wouldn't, I said, hey, oh, come on, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you what God's doing. Get in the mouth. <laughs> I said, you got a minute? And he said, well, I got a well, Let me tell you. I was so excited about sharing the message this week, but I'm excited every week. But every now and then you get those times where God just really pulls back the veil and you get to walk with him and see him in his glory. Amen. But most of the time, we could do that, I believe, but we just put the world glasses on. And we put our agenda ahead of his agenda. But let me tell you what, when we're walking in what he's doing, man, it's so much better. It is so much better. It is so much better. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing okay? So we have a, our response when we get the nudge, don't we? So a couple of questions. Let's insert ourselves into the story here. Will you listen? And I thought about that. I said so many times, I said, we hear, but do we listen? See, I heard, but I wasn't listening. But through the grace of God, he let me think about it a little bit more. Again, as I stepped out one time at a time, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. See, that's being led. That's not, I'll give you a map and then you just try to figure it out. He leads us. He leads us. Amen. Will we seek when that, when that response comes? When God nudges you, will you seek him? Will you say, Lord, what is it that you have me to do? Lord, what is it that, that you want me to do? How can you use my life? Here's the tough one. We talked about that last week. Will we obey? I really believe I would have missed out on so much. Because the Lord's a gentleman. You know what? But he, he, he allowed me to be a small part of what's going on. And look at the ripple from that. We get to share about it today. There's going to be people later on listening to this all over the world. Okay? 
about the goodness of God. Will you trust? I could I could have reasoned that away. Man, I, what, what? You know? Just just see, a lot of times that's what the world wants to do. It, or or our, our, our natural mind wants to reason away the things of the Lord. Remember when we were talking about this the wisdom of God? I knew that God was speaking to me. How many of you know sometimes when God said, Don't do that? And you go, Yeah, I still want to do it. But you know what? He gives us the choice. He gives us free will. That's the grace of God. But man, it's so much sweeter when we obey and we trust and when we believe. You know, last week he said, go big. Believe in God. And we got to walk that message out. Well, I believe you. I believe you. When I said, I don't care, I'll go to either one. I'll go to 312, I'll go to 332. It don't make no difference to me because I'm going. I said, wow, that was freeing to me. Didn't make no difference. It wouldn't make no difference if he said go through every, every place on my own. When me and his brother, when, when uh, John was the brother, we got back, I walked him out to the parking lot. We were just talking about things of the Lord. We got on that elevator. And right when the elevator door was shut, another man come running in. We said, hey, come on in. He come in, he said. We said, how you doing, brother? Doing good. He said, man, let me tell you what God has done for me. He said, he brought my wife through some amazing surgery. I said, I had to tell somebody. Wow. Everywhere I turned, I was hearing the praises of what God was doing and what God was willing to do and allowing us, that's the praise, allowing us an opportunity to be a part of it. Let me tell you, you know what? It ties in, will you go when he nudges you? Will you go when he nudges you? So how will we respond to the nudge? That's what I want you to see today. How has he been nudging you this week? That was Sunday. I think it was Monday. I went home for lunch. I don't always go home for lunch, but I went home for lunch. And y'all know we've been praying for my neighbor for quite a while. I've been visiting. I'll visit one day and give him a break, give him a day, give him a break. And I was leaving to go back to work, and I was getting in the car, and the Lord said, you might want to go over there. And I, and I was like, well, I'll do it. Why do I do this? Do you do this? I was like, oh, I'll do it when I get home. But then I heard myself thinking, why did you do that? And they live right next door. I'm still thinking, well, I could do it. I'm still having this conversation. I get in the car. I get up to the stop sign. And I know I better go now. So I get out of the car, tap on the door. And she's not doing well. Not doing well at all. And I did what I always did. I said, well, your sweetie's here. You get some rest. And I left. I went back. About 3.30, me and Jesse doing our usual throw to football. My other neighbor came out. He said, I'm going to go next to her. I said, she wasn't doing really well earlier today. Wasn't doing really well today. And so me and Jesse were getting ready to leave. I put the car in reverse. And my neighbor came over. On my window. I thought, my gosh, what's going on here? And she goes. No. She's gone. But you know what? I believe I know exactly where she went. She went home. I could have missed out again. I could have missed out again. Thank you, Lord, that you work with my hard-headedness. I'm talking about a God of grace. I'm talking about a God of, 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 of amazing, I don't even know the words, love. How about that? For us, to allow us 
that. See, I could have waited. But thank the Lord I didn't. What is it that God put in your heart? Don't wait. Maybe it's forgiving somebody. Maybe it's calling somebody. Maybe letting the small things go and major on the majors and they let the other stuff just ride. How are your response to be that? But we still got a lot of week left, don't we? Right? Because I'm only on like Monday. I go to wash my car. And there's a young boy up there at the car wash. And every time I've been through the car wash here lately, I've had my phone on my head. You know? I call it my mobile office. And I saw him look at me and he walked up to the car and he's like, yeah, well, that's okay. And I thought, I need to get off the phone. So I pull out the car wash and I don't see him. I was like, well, where is he at? And poof, he came out the door and he goes, hey, buddy. You know, I've talked to him a couple of times. And he's got a hood on and it's cold, man, this day. And I roll my window down. I just stop everything. I just stop everything. I go, hey, man, what's been happening? He goes, oh, I'm just working at the car wash trying to do what I can do. I said, well, you're doing a great job, man. You know? Yeah. And then I talked to him a little bit. And I said, uh, so what's going on? And I'm just trying to make it. And I said, man, I believe God's got, got something in store for you today. And he immediately did this. He just shook his head like that. I thought, well, what is that? I said, and I asked him, I said, what does that mean? He said, but it's been so long since I've been, been to church. I don't even know when the last time I've been to church. I said, that's okay. I said, God will meet you right here. And he's like, what? And I began to share with him about the love of Christ. And you know I had to rip that dollar up. Many of y'all know what I'm talking about. And I, 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 I talked to him about the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I showed him that it wasn't about you know, his, his past or his attendance, but it was about God's atonement. Come on now. And you know what? I had the privilege of leading that young man to the Lord. Amen. Isn't that something? Everyday life, everyday life, all the time, car washes, hospitals, McDonald's, I don't care. Listen to what God's got for you, friends, because he's large and in charge, and he wants us to be involved. Do you want to be involved with what God's doing? You know, it's sometimes, it's just, sometimes, like we said, it may not make any sense whatsoever, but when you know that you know, I challenge you to step out and trust God. And you watch how God will make the difference. Let me go ahead with this. I'm going to read this again like what my buddy said. I'm going to take a little word from my buddy, Doug Parsons, that I met my new friend. There's a lot of people in the world, son. But it only takes a few to make a difference in the world. I pray that that's us. I pray we're the difference maker. I pray that we're the ones that make the difference. You can do it because you know what? You're not alone. We need to respond to the nudge. I'm going to read this last verse and, and, and then we're going to close out here. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. Holy Spirit in us reveals these things through the nudging, through the prompting, bringing things back to our, remem our remembrance. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Man, aren't you glad? That God wants to involve you in everyday life, in the abundance of what he has for us. I said, you know, we can enjoy the journey each day, but you know, God wants us to reflect his son. I wrote this down. I said, live each moment dependent on the Holy Spirit, sensitive to his voice and obedient to him. 
when the Spirit speaks to your heart, obey immediately. And I wrote this. Delayed obedience is really disobedience. Amen. Lord, help us to be a people that are quick to listen and our feet to follow what you have for us today. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the nudge. I don't know what nudge you got for folks today, but I know today you're telling me in my spirit that you know what? We are not alone. That Lord, that you, grace is sufficient. Lord, as I look back in the daily lives, that you know what, God, you invite us to experience you daily, your presence daily, Lord. All we have to do is look with the eyes of our heart. And Lord, as you, as, as you nudge us, it's just a beautiful thing to feel that nudge of the Spirit. He knows the way. He knows what's best. And he knows us. He even knows us better than we know ourselves. And Lord, the response is up to us. We have a choice. So friends, today, if you're sitting here today, I want you to, to listen closely. I want you to be obedient to the nudge of what the Holy Spirit is, is sharing with you. The first thing I want to ask you is this. If you died today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? If you're not sure, I want you to listen really close. And if you are sure, I want you to be encouraged by what I tell you. The Bible tells us when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, that we will be saved. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I say that every week. You say, why do you say that every week? Because that's the only way you get saved. Saved from what? There's a place called hell. And there's a place called heaven. And when we take our last breath here, we're going one, one way or the other. But you can know without a shadow of doubt where your home can be when you call on the name of Jesus. He says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Today I pray that each one here has made that decision. Don't leave here today without calling on the name of the Lord. If you want to talk more about it, please, we'll be available. That's why, if you ever notice that, that's why I stand at the back of the church. Because if there's something you want to share, something you want to pray about, we want to be available. God loves you. We love you. And today's your day. I don't know what the nudge is, but we all get them. Lord, help us to have the strength to be obedient and step out. That we see your glory and you invite us in to just the everyday things. But you make them so much glorious because you are in control. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Did anybody get blessed today? Amen.